God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're delighted to have with us a very special guest. We've, we've had her with us before, and she's a dear, dear friend for many years. It's Shirley Smith, and I know that you're going to enjoy this podcast because she's going to talk about the high cost of unforgiveness. Welcome to the podcast today. We want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.org, and have a look around and see all the good things that we have available to you, the resources, the the bookstore, and the links to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel where you can find lots of good anointed material that'll help you grow in the things of God. If you're hungry for deeper things, this is a good resource for you. And you can subscribe to our mailing list there. There's a green button that says subscribe on it. You can sign up for our email blasts and We'll keep you notified of events that we're having that are coming up. By the way, we have an event coming up in March that you might be interested in. It's called the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith with Bruce Allen and his wife Reshma and with uh, Michael Van Vlyman and his wife Gordana. So we're looking forward so much to that opportunity to get into some of the deeper things of God and move and grow into the things that God has for his children in his kingdom. So we want to just invite you to go to that website and check things out. And we also want to invite you to respond to this podcast because there are things that you're going to hear on this podcast that can be life-changing for you. If you have had a situation in your life that you feel connected, you, you're, something resonates with you in, in what we're going to talk about today, sit down and write that out. Write out what, what God has done, or, or perhaps it's a, a prayer request that you need to, to reach out to us to pray with you, and we're going to see to it that we pray and that we bring what the Holy Spirit gives for, for you. Our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So we definitely want to hear from you, and if there's anything that you are feeling you want more teaching on, let us know, and we'll just take that to the Holy Spirit and see what he gives us to give to you. So we're grateful, so grateful, Shirley, that you have come to be with us. This is our Mama Shirley Smith. (laughs) Everybody calls her Mama Shirley now. Uh, Now that I'm 85, (laughs) I've earned it. (laughs) But I tell you what, nobody, nobody, nobody who would see you would ever dream that you're 85 because you are so young in your spirit and you are so strong. And there's there's nothing there's nothing 85-ish about you. That reminds me of what uh, our sister Francine, and she was 85, went to the doctor, and the 
doctor's comments was she doesn't act her age. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. tell me the same. Yeah. yeah, you're you're out there doing water aerobics and yeah. and keeping strong and you are so full of the word of God. You know why you're so strong? Cuz God needs you to stick around for a long long time. There's a whole generation of people that need to be trained and you have the goods. You've got the stuff that they need. And they need they need our seniors to to stick around uh, to help mentor and help grow this generation that's that's um, that's still growing and we're all still growing that's the point yes. Jesus said except you be as a little child you cannot enter into the kingdom of God well it's it's teachableness mm-hmm. that yes. makes you like a little child yes it is so um, we had you on our podcast um, a few months ago I think it was number 54 crazy prophetic intercession and amazing responses from God. Uh, that was a tremendous podcast and and we'll put a, a link to it in the show notes on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you're listening to us on a different platform, you can go to cpnshows.com and find that one under Global Outpouring. So surely you have had some amazing experiences in doing spiritual warfare in the nations of the world and teaching people about the occult and teaching people you know what to look for and toys and and all of the the occultic agenda that is trying to to grab our kids and has been grabbing our kids for decades mm-hmm. and decades right and you've been watching it happen and it's it's reached a fever peak now mm-hmm. um but but you have had some experiences that um, that are kind of beyond what lots of people have experienced because you've been out there like a the point of a spear, uh, <laughs> yeah. going out there and 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 being a leader really in spiritual warfare. You had an experience where you had some serious backlash. Can you tell us mm-hmm. uh, tell us what tell us the story of where you went and what what you were doing and 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 then what happened? Okay. Um, and I've shared this many times. I have a book written on it called High Cost of Unforgiveness. Yes, and I think we have it in our bookstore. But anyway, that was just uh, what the Lord taught me. And that's because of my unforgiveness is what opened the door for my cancer. Wow. Because I, I couldn't understand why that had happened to me. Uh, and here's the reason why. In my my mother's side of the family, there had been 17 people died with cancer. Wow. Wow. And my mom had had breast cancer and had her breasts removed uh, several years before I had cancer. And so I was, especially when it happens to your mom, you're very keenly concerned about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, sure. because you're the next generation. So uh, I had prayed many times against that for many years. And so when this, when I got diagnosed, that is what my concern was. That's I was really upset with the Lord about it mm-hmm. because I, just to be very honest, because I had prayed a lot against that. But this is how uh, it was discovered. As I had been on a mission trip in Honduras and uh, we <clears throat> had bathed in the jungle uh, in the rivers because there was no water where we were. It was a drought time. And I had picked up a bladder infection. So when I returned home, I went to my doctor for my a yearly checkup and to get my bladder infection checked, and it was fine. 
And then he did, um, went, he just went and did the whole normal, you know, the whole thing that women get done. And so when he did the rectal check, he, he looked at me and he said, this is really strange, but I feel two tiny, tiny little nodules about the size of a BB, which is like a BB gun, mm-hmm. tiny BBs. He said it could be cancer. Or it could be, what is the other one they had in the stomach that so many girls have? I forget the name of it at the moment. But anyway, he said it could be that. And so he said, I just need to do exploratory and just to look around inside your abdomen so we can see what's going on. And I said, I'm out of here by the end of the week. So if you don't do it now, I'll see you in six months because I go in every six months. He said, no, I'll change my schedule. So he did. He put me in. He said, I'm just going to put... A little small incision and put a light on a tube in there and just look I'm gonna look around in inside your abdomen to see you know what's going on in there if anything and so I said okay it was like a 30-minute procedure I woke up several hours later and so just to make a long story short Dr. Dale Fuller was my gynecologist and he came in and he told my husband he said well this is the way it is sometimes in ball games. Sometimes you win a game, sometimes you lose a game. Sometimes you bat out, and we batted out, and she won't make it. She had multiple, multiple tumors on all of her organs, and he wow. said, I took out what I could, and I left. had to leave the rest. So it wasn't just a little incision and looking around. He went ahead and opened you up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did, and he, he said... He talked to me many times after that through the years about what he saw. He said it was, he'd never seen anything like that. It was unbelievable. He said it was just tumors on every organ wow. in your body. Wow. And finally, one year he told me, he said, well, I didn't tell you this, but he said, I was curious if you had all that in your abdomen, what did you have in the upper parts of your body? Mm. And he said, we kind of opened you up and took a peek and you had them all over the upper parts of your your body as well as in your abdomen. Mm. He said it was not one pl- not one organ in your body it wasn't wrapped up in tumors. My wow. gracious. Which I didn't know, you know, until several years later when he was telling me this. But anyway, so I have this diagnosis and um, I hear people talking around my bed. The nurse is going, she has advanced cancer. She won't make it. She's going to die. And I could hear that even though I was kind of out under the medication and so I after a while I woke up and I asked my husband I said I mean things are kind of in and out you're kind of in and out of consciousness when Mm -hmm. you're like that and I said what did the doctor find he said oh everything was fine just go back to sleep and I went back to sleep and I could still hear those nurses yeah making comments so I, I woke up again I said what did the doctor find he said um you're okay I said you didn't answer my question my question was, what did the doctor find? He said, uh, well, he found cancer. I said, oh, okay. Did he get it all? Yeah, he got it all. I fell back asleep. And I woke up and I went, oh, my God. He said the C word. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean you, you mean I have cancer? Yeah. Because the first time I'm just, you know, not really mentally with it. So, so how did that make you feel? What were you feeling in that moment? It was a uh, shock. Yeah. Shock. Just beyond words. Shock. And I'm thinking, that couldn't be, because yeah. I've always prayed against this. Right. I couldn't be. 
Like, like what, what happened to my armor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had lots of thoughts going through my head. Hmm. So then he brings in this oncologist who wants to give me chemo. And I said, nope, I'm not taking chemo. And uh, he said, well, I said, everybody dies, it takes chemo, and you burn them all up in the meantime, and they suffer, and you're not doing that to me. I'm not doing chemo, bottom line. He was a real forceful doctor, and I was a very forceful person. So <laughs> we went, I guess who won? We went head to head <laughs> and, on that. And so finally he says, well, now listen. He could see, you know, I was resistant. He said, listen, they have something new. It's called Tuck's Call. And he said, it is made from a yew tree that comes out of South America. It's a natural. Mm. And he said, it's very good for ovarian cancer, which is what you have. And he said... Wait, wait a minute. Ovarian cancer, but you had it on every every organ in your body. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, did you know it at that point? Had he told you by then? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. No. But he said, uh, all of my, my ovaries, my tubes, my uh, uterus, my cervix... Everything. Mm. He took out everything. And uh, it was all over my intestines, my liver, and all mm. this other stuff. That's why he just sewed me up and said, you know, I'm sorry. Anyway, so I'm I'm thinking, I'm trying to process all of this. And and then this here comes this doctor. We're wanting to do chemo. And, and we're just having round one, two, and three in that office. <laughs> and I said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so finally he comes up with Toxol, you know, and cisplatinum and this is what he wanted to do well the cisplatinum was what i was allergic to of course they had no way of knowing that you were allergic to platinum cisplatinum oh cisplatinum Uh uh-huh okay and so he double dosed me because i had less than less than six months to live and so he double dosed me on that and um i didn't know that until later and it just burnt it just burnt me up I mean, I bled, my mouth bled, my lips bled, my nose bled. Mm. Almost every opening in my body bled. Mm. And it was like when when your your body eliminations was like liquid fire. Mm. Mm. And it was just, you would just scream with pain. So I went through all of that. I laid there for nine days in the bed, and they were they put me back in the hospital for a while and flushed and flushed and flushed. Well, he had gone to... A meeting with some doctors at Mayo Clinic when I had that right after he did my my treatment, and so he didn't know I was going through all that. So his partner was working with me, mm. and so they put me in. They flushed me and flushed me with saline just to try to get it out of my system, but it already had it done its you. damage. Mm. Yeah, and um, so I would just I would just lay on the bed and flop and flop and twitch and twitch with pain and just scream with pain. It was it was hellish. That's that wonderful liquid they want to give you to, you know, to cure your cancer. So anyway, I'm trying, you know, that is 20, what, three years ago now. Glory to God. I have to pull this all back up in my memory. It's been so long ago. But anyway, about that time, Sister Gwen calls me, who was the head of this ministry at that time before she passed. And she said, Shirley, the Lord has been speaking to me to bring you here to keep you under a prayer covering until you are healed of cancer. But what was so interesting about that is when she called me, I had had an incredible experience with God that night before that. 
And she was praying the same time I was having that experience, same hours Mm -hmm. at home. And so anyway, I was so weak, so very, very weak from all that. And it affected my balance. And if if I would start to walk from here, that I might go off this direction or that direction, or Hmm. I might walk backwards. Hmm. And and my sentences, I couldn't get my words connected. Mm -hmm. I could not complete a sentence. Wow. It affected me, my brain as mm-hmm. well. But that night I had just had gone through so much. And, and I'm hearing this constant, constant, constant light, just a roar in my ear. I would hear, 17 have already died in your family. Two doctors have already said that you have a death sentence. You're on your way out. Mm-mm-mm. And I would hear that and I would say, shut up. you are the father of lies you couldn't tell the truth if you had to (laughs) i will live and not die and declare the works of the lord amen yeah you got you got to fight it when it happens yes and i would say that over and over and over and it it would and it was it was a constant constant thing constant the only time i had any rest is when i would fall asleep when i was awake i would hear that just like roaring in my ear mm-hmm. like a, a lion roaring at me yeah and i would always stick with that scripture good for you anyway this particular night i said you know what we're fixing to have it out i'm tired of this and my friend had sent me a picture that just it's really crazy but it confirmed my the stand that i had taken she sent me a picture of this pelican in the water that had this frog it was trying to swallow you may have seen that yeah yeah. and he had his legs and his arms wrapped around the beak of this of this pelican and he is not about to go down his throat right right and when she sent that picture that was such a confirmation to me that sounds so crazy but i thought i'm not about to go down that's right you're a fighter so, oh yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was born a fighter. Uh, let me just briefly inject this right here too about when I was born, because death was spoken over me when I was born, and wow. I've had been in places of death many times that God has pulled me out. But when I was born, my my mom had a, a good doctor, but the doctor had gone to uh, a, a meeting, doctor's meeting out of town, and he left his associate there. While he was gone, and my mom happened to go in labor during that time. And so this doctor was drinking. He was inebriated when he came to deliver me. He was really drunk. And so he gave my mom too much potassium to speed up the labor. Yes. And so she hemorrhaged really bad. So my grandmother, my aunt, was in the room when I was born. I was born at home. And he took me out of the birth canal, threw me into the air, on to a, another bed that was in the room and said, the SOB is dead. Leave her alone. Oh, my. So my grandmother was there, and so she grabs my my arms, begin to move my arms and my legs and blow into my mouth. Wow. And then I let out a, a scream. And the doctor said, well, the SOB didn't die after all, did she? Then he turned oh. to my aunt and Whoa. says, help me save the mother. She's hemorrhaging very bad. Oh. That was my delivery. Oh, wow. that was my introduction into the world. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And so he spoke death over me. Mm-hmm. So I've come in contact so close to death so many times, 
in my life, even mm-hmm. even with my father growing up. Among yes, you told us some of those stories. Yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to go back and listen to episode fifty four <laughs> to bring you up to date to where yes, I am right now. Yes. But and another thing we used to do when we'd go to the beach, he would, if he was there on the beach when we went, because we went a lot on the weekends, he would always make me go out to the second sandbar, and we would have to go out that we had an inner tube because I couldn't swim a lick. Mm. And until we saw the shark's fins. And when we could see the shark's fins, then we could turn and come back. And that was always like wow. the enemy desired to put me in a place of death. But to like to my father, it was almost like a sport hmm. to put me in and bring me out. Wow. And nothing happened. That happened to me numerous times growing up. Oh, it's because of the call of God on your life. Yes. And God true. wanted... God had a plan for you, and nothing could stop it. Absolutely. And the kind of things that you have done in terms of spiritual warfare and and just being nose-to-nose with the devil and saying, uh-uh, not on my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had to have that kind of of fearlessness built into you through, through your upbringing. And, he, and my dad taught me fearlessness. Yeah. So. I, you know, we were talking before we started this this recording about learning to trust and obey, mm-hmm. and that even though you have, tr- even though you may have fear, your trust helps you overcome your fear. Yes, and you, and yes. then and then the Lord transferred that from the training you got from your father to him because absolutely. because he's abs our heavenly father is absolutely trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And even though we find ourselves lots of times in dangerous situations, because he sends us, mm-hmm. we're going to be okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Every time. Yeah. So so then what happened with this cancer this cancer situation? situation? Okay. And so then, so I get up that night and I'm extremely weak and I, and I go to my, my living room and everybody's asleep. And I just was so weak I could hardly walk. And I caught a hold of the couch, and there was a tambourine laying there, a small tambourine. <laughs> I know that Isaiah 30 says it's a weapon of warfare. And um, so I, I thought that's the only thing I had. So and I, didn't, and I didn't play loud because everybody was asleep, you know. But I had that, and I was using it lightly on my leg. And I said, devil, we're fixing to have it out right here, right now, <laughs> right now. And so... Um, the Lord began to speak a lot of things to me that night, and he said, um, if you want to live, you have to reconcile with your son-in-law and your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a death sentence right there. Wow. <laughs> because they will not reconcile. I've tried to reconcile before, and they will not. Wow. So anyway... The Lord went on to talk to me about it. He said, I want you to change the way that you eat. I want you to start eating healthy and stop eating fast food. I said, listen, I live in a fast lane, and I eat fast food, and I don't like to cook. And <laughs> I'm, this is my conversation with the Lord. You just tell it like it is. Uh, yeah, and then and he does too. And so he said, you still eat healthy. And, uh, and then he told me, I want you to... Um, the Lord was so detailed with me, and he said that I want you to repent to to these people. And I said, well, you know, I will try again. And then he said, then he said to me, I want you to stand on your faith 
for your healing. I said, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, I know I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that kind of faith. I don't have the Dottie Osteen faith. I don't have the Ken Copeland faith. I named all these people. I don't have Oral Roberts faith. I know what level I have, and it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord, <laughs> and the Lord said, "I'll accept the level you have wow. if you'll use it." Wow! Isn't so he, that he made beautiful? a deal with? Yes, yeah. he made a deal with me. Wow, that is beautiful. Yeah, and he, he, he said, I'll accept the level you have. If you, I said, that's a deal. I know how to use it. <laughs> and so we said, okay. And then I was sitting there thinking, I said, Lord, and I, you know, I, I felt bad about my attitude and the way I was acting. Then I thought, I said, Lord, I, I'm sorry I'm acting like this. And I said, but, you know. And I and I said I've laid hands and seen cataracts fall out of eyes before, mm-hmm. and when we was in Mexico and on missions doing it, I've seen the deaf ears open. I've seen the cripple. I've seen incredible mangled people just instantly healed, mm-hmm. supernaturally. And I'm so sorry I don't have faith for me. Mm-hmm. You know that's not uncommon. Well, I'll I'll learn that later. But <laughs> <laughs> and I said I'm sorry I don't have faith for me. I don't have faith, big faith. I don't have that big faith for cancer. Oh, and when he answered me, I thought the windows rattled in my house. I thought everybody in the house heard him speak. He said, cancer is not big. I am big. Beautiful. Because I had said, cancer here, God here. Uh, yeah, okay. For the f- sake of the people who can't see you. Oh, okay. So I saw cancer above God. Uh-huh. So I saw cancer here and God here. And when he said that to me, it just reversed. Yes. Then I saw God above cancer. Amen. Hmm. And that was a revelation. Yeah. At the moment to me. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So later I realized he said, Cancer is not big. I am. Yes. And I thought the I am spoke. Mm-hmm. God himself, the I am spoke yes. to me and said, I am bigger than cancer. So then he said, I want you to come to the communion table daily. And I said, I don't want to do that. I don't like communion. I don't understand communion. I'm scared of communion. I always have been. They always tell me if you drink unworthily, you drink death and some die. And I've already got a death sentence. Wow. That's why I summed it up. Lord said, you come daily. I said, mm. I'll try. Then the Lord said, this is the spirit that's been tormenting you. Mm-hmm. And I saw in my house, believe it or not, whoever's listening, I saw the demonic spirit that had been tormenting me, telling me that I was going to die. And it was like, in my living room, kind of like up in toward the ceiling. And it looked like kind of like an octopus. Hmm. It had hmm. lots of tentacles, tentacles. Yeah. legs in it, and it, but it was real hairy. Hmm. And it had, oh, well, I can describe his face. He looked stupid. He had this real stupid kind of, there, there is a sickness that people have that their eyes droop and they just have this real stupid look on their face. Like mm-hmm. they really or mentally have mental problems. And that's kind of the way that look was. His eyes was kind of droopy, and he was just pathetic. Hmm. And so 
And, and so when I said, and you come down from there in Jesus' name, and he fell to my floor in my living room, and I walked over there, drugged myself over, and I went over and I said, the Bible says I can trample on scorpions and adders and serpents, <laughs> and I began to trample with my feet under my feet. Listen to me. You will stay under my feet. Do you understand that? You will never come out beneath my feet. I trample on you. The Word says I can. And I was just talking to that. And then that part of that was over, and and then the Lord was telling me to come daily to the communion table. So mm-hmm. we had that argument. And uh, so finally I said, I'll try. And then so Sister Gwen, she calls me the next day. Yeah. And she says, about 2 o'clock in the morning, the Lord began to speak to me. Well, that's when that was going on with me about the same time. So Sister Gwen calls, and she says, the Lord spoke to me last night about 2 when I was up praying for you and to bring you here and get you under prayer covering, covering until, until you're healed. And um, so that was about the same time that all this was going on, this encounter I was having with the Lord and with the devil that night. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my husband and I, we talked it over and we decided to come, which was good because people around me were speaking negative, negative. I'm dying. You're dying. Mm-hmm. You're dying. The doctor says, you know, X amount of time. And so uh, when I, I came here, you all were a part of that and you didn't know it, but I, I came here and I was scared to death of communion. Hmm. And Sister Gwen, the first thing she did was offer me communion. And she never did that when I came to see her. Wow. You know, and she didn't know what the Lord said to uh-uh, her. Uh-uh. I love it. She, I know she didn't know nothing. <laughs> I mean, the Lord was really speaking, confirming to me mm-hmm. that I was to do that. And she offered me communion, and I took it. And she looked at my bald head, and I had a couple little groceries. There's your little horns right up, <laughs> right up here, you know, because all my hair fell out, and two or three weeks my hair was all gone and uh but anyway so here's what she says so she says she put me in in one of the rooms there and she said now honey i'm gonna set this communion table beside your door and you can take daily if you want to (laughs) oh lord i saw my handwriting on the wall and then you and and phil was taking communion every day Mm -hmm. before y'all were leaving to go out and i thought well, they're, they didn't die. They're, they're still alive. <laughs> because I kept thinking that I would die if I took communion. If you drink unworthily, you drink death. Oh. And some even mm-hmm. sleep or die. Right. And I knew my heart wasn't right. Mm. So I was in that category. You know, I wasn't going to make it. You know, my, <laughs> my, my point of view on that is Mm-mm. when you come to the communion table, you come to help you overcome those things. Say, Lord, I, I've, I've got this issue. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want this issue to be here. I'm, I'm taking communion to help get over it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there, the power is in the communion. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. Go yeah. on. So, well, I really learned that later. But uh, so anyway... Uh, I could see y'all were doing okay, and you weren't getting wiped out. And I thought, well, I, they encouraged me. <laughs> so I started into communion, and I would just take communion and leave. Take communion. I, I did what you said, and I would just, you know, take communion and leave. And then one day, I kind of got comfortable. I thought, well, I'm I'm not going to get worse. I'm, I'm not going to get wiped out because I'm taking communion. And so I guess I could do a little more. And so I would stay a little longer. Mm-hmm. And a little longer each time. This was every day. Mm-hmm. And um, 
course, I was going through a lot of detoxing and cleansing physically during that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting my heart cleaned up and my body cleaned up at the mm-hmm. same time. And, uh, and so just to make a long story short in this, because this was five and a half months that I did this. Mm-hmm. One day I was going through some things and, and I was thinking about people and repenting about things. And the Lord brought something up to me. And I said, now, listen, I already repented over that. I took care of that. He's talking about my mother-in-law. And I said, I apologize for my part in that, for what I said or what I did, because she, she and I were at odds all the time. And uh, and the Lord said, yes, you did. I said, well, why are you bringing that up? God talks to me just like I'm, I talk to him, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, so why are you bringing that up? He said, do, do you still hurt because of what she did? And I said, well, yeah. He said, you forgave but you did not release the offense. Oh. That was the key. Yeah. Wow. That was a key I didn't have. Yes. Release and I said, yeah. well, how do you do that? I don't know how to do that. And the Lord didn't answer me. I said, so I asked him three times. I got louder each time. And, <laughs> and finally he said, he said, and I had the communion cup. I had my cup in my hand, you know, and I said, I ask you, how do you do it? And he's just quietly answered me through the cup in your hand. I went, what? The communion cup? The one I've never liked, I've never trusted, I've always been scared of? Mm. He said, yes. I said, okay, you said, you told me that by my faith in the power of the communion cup, I can release all these offenses. Because I had many. Mm-hmm. And from way back when. And then when you're in ministry mm-hmm. and you're a woman, mm-hmm. you really catch it. <laughs> and I'd been kicked out of places, you know, back when the charismatic move came in. And, and we had prayer meetings in my home. And a lot of people came in. A lot of women come in. And men in their churches would get mad because they're there. and Jealous. I, yeah, Jealous. and I got my name, you know, was Mud. And so I was in prayer groups, and the Lord would move on me and and show me things that I would share, and they would they would throw me out because it was not Baptist. Baptist was getting a baptism then; it wasn't Baptist, <laughs> you know. And so, anyway, and and my friend who was the praise and worship leader, she'd get thrown out because she was getting songs from the Lord, and I was getting revelations from the Lord, and it didn't match up with their tradition, and oh we get kicked out. So uh, we went through a lot of that. It was just things back there that I, I really had not dealt with. I just pushed them under. Consider you just don't know. So the Lord began to, to deal with those things. And so when I had that cup in my hand, I thought, okay, I got it. I said, so I asked him three times. I said, okay, you telling me. I'm going to get this straight. You're telling me that by my faith in the power, because he knew I believed in the power of the blood. Right. That's what he was zeroing in on mm-hmm. was that. Mm-hmm. was my faith in that. That my faith in the power of the blood here, I can release all these offenses and memories and hurts and wounds. That's what you're telling me. It's right. It's what you're telling me. And he said, yes. I mean, I had his ear mm-hmm. and we were talking back and forth. I said, okay, I got it. I got it. So I lift the cup up, you know, and I said, Father, in Jesus name, by my faith in the power of the blood here, I release all offenses. And he said, no. I went, what are you? What? You just told me that. <laughs> he said, what do you release? I said, I just told you I release everything. He said, no. 
name the person, name the offense. Oh, Oh, Lord Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent three months longer every day. And he took me way back to when I was just a little girl. And, you know, detail things that had happened to me Hmm. and words spoken to me Mm -hmm. uh, that was wounding to me and things I'd seen happen in my home that was with my mom that was wounding to me and I did, you know, just a lot of things. So, Shirley, we have to close this podcast, and Anna, we want to we want to have you back next time, so that you can continue with your story. Um, would you just pray for the people? They need to make a list. You go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, one of the easiest things to do is just get along with the Lord in prayer and just let the Lord start bringing up to your remembrance from the time you were real young things that hurt you or wounded you or put fear into you and write those down. And you can take them one by one by one to mm-hmm. prayer to the Lord and let God heal those. Yes, take them to prayer and take them to the communion table. Yes, it's oh, so absolutely. powerful. Yes. We, we we really advocate for daily communion, and and sometimes more than once in a day. If if you're in a situation like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. sometimes that's what it it it's a it's a touch point. It's a point of contact mm-hmm. that is a physical thing that you can mm-hmm. do that helps you get across into the spirit realm. And in crossing from the from the physical realm to the spirit realm, you're going right through the soul realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we, where the the healing needs to take place. They don't know about body, soul, and spirit. The people probably don't know about that. A lot of people don't. Well, that we are a spirit. We are a spirit, but we have a soul, and we mm-hmm. live in a body. Right. And that soulish part of us is where our woundings and all these things happen to us, and our flesh, and our emotions. Mm-hmm. That's where our woundings take place. Yes. And that's what needs to be healed is the soul in us, working out our soul's salvation. Beautiful. That's what the Word says, the soul's salvation. Yes. So it can be redeemed. Yes. Would you pray for the listeners? Oh, yes. Father, I just ask that you take them into the Word, those who are really serious, that are wounded, and but that who know you as their father, that you, Lord, you'll speak to them just like you spoke to me. You're no respecter of persons. And so we're asking, Lord, that you begin to deal with their hearts like you dealt with mine. God, it's time for us to clean up, get this soulish part of us healed and cleansed. And God, that we can walk in wholeness and that we can walk upright before you and that we can get our prayers answered and we can be effective, Lord, in ministry and effective in, in being living an overcoming life. Yes. And so, Father, I just ask that you um, help them to just make a list of things that of offenses that they have come through, maybe from the time they were real little. Lord, you know what they were and you just we're asking Holy Spirit, you quicken those back to them. Yes. And we ask, Lord, that they would be honest enough to say, oh, well, that was okay. It was not okay. It was not okay. It was a wound. It was a hurt. It was an offense. I did feel rejected. You could be honest with yourself and honest with God. Or you're not ever going to get anywhere. You'll just stay bound just like you are. So if I'm asking, Lord, that you help them to be honest, brutally honest with mm-hmm. themselves and not try to cover their sins and push them underneath the carpet. Or because you see, you know everything that's in our heart. We can hide nothing from you, nothing. 
You saw it when it happened. You heard it, and you saw the wound that took place because of it. And so, Lord, you know it's there, so I'm asking you to bring that to the surface, out of their subconscious, into their conscious mind, Lord, Mm -hmm. that they can have a clear remembrance of that, that they can pray and release that, that they can become whole and be healed, Lord, like you have provided for all of us to be, that we can be whole and be healed. That is what you come to do yes, uh, for your people, Lord. And so you're still in the saving business, the healing yes. business, the cleansing yes. business. And God, you just like you were when you, you walked the earth, that you are still there today to that same healing and restoration. We need restoration. Lord, I ask you to wake up the people that's sleeping too. Mm-hmm. We, the, 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 I'm just so grieved all the time because I see there's so much sleep going on in our churches and mm-hmm. everybody's been affected by the virus and they, they just kind of step back away from coming together and and in their pastor being there to encourage them and to admonish them and to uh, help them. And so, Father, and, and that he's being... Uh, uh, needs to be awakened. So awaken your yes. pastors, Lord. Yes, Lord. Shake them. Give them a dream. Give them a vision. Yes. Wake them up. Wake them up, Lord. Yes. You said that while the people slept, the enemy came in and sowed tares mm-hmm. among them. So, Father, we pray for an awakening. And even even whenever the bridegroom came and there was five that was asleep and five that was awake, Father, I pray that you would just remind them of this of that portion of the Scripture if they needed to check themselves and see if they are awake and they're pressing in to know you deeper and to get cleaned up. Yes. Or clean us up, Lord. Yes. We need yes. cleansing. We've watched too much filth on television. Mm. We've watched too much, uh, too many video games. Even adults are playing video games with mm-hmm. all this violence and all this. We've watched too much porn. Mm-mm. And you try to hide it. And God's, you can't hide anything. God sees where you put that book. He knows exactly where you put it. And he saw you when you looked. And he saw you when you lusted. You can't hide anything from God. So repent for that. And get free from it. And be at peace with who you are and what you are. And who your wife is. Or who your husband is. And who they are. Ask for a cleansing that God can begin to bring great changes in your life and peace into your life yes we can walk in fellowship with the lord in jesus name amen amen Amen. thank you so much shirley for being with us today and to our listeners we just want to encourage you to tune in next time to hear the rest of the story that shirley smith is going to bring to us about the power to release offenses If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, This is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.